Hello, and welcome to the So Emotional Podcast. Here on the cast, we discuss everything emotions through the lens of attachment, the nervous system, and internal parts work. We're a little irreverent and like to have fun exploring the emotional issues and dynamics that interest us. So come along and hang out. Let's explore the fascinating lands of emotions. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the So Emotional Podcast. I'm your host, Angela Wetzel, mm-hmm. founder of Epic Initiator Coaching. And this is also your host, Nick Carl. He's a experienced somatic experiencer <laughs> and um, soon to be member of the cloth. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, actually, Nick has a brother who is a, is he a priest. Preacher. He's a Catholic priest. Mm. We're going to get him on soon. But yeah, we'll probably be getting him on soon. But um, anyway, so today's topic, we were going to talk about alignment and how thoughts follow perspective and perspective follows thoughts. And uh, Nick is going to take take it away. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> we had talked about, thank you, Angela, for the intro. Mm. Uh, we talked about, well, I had a thought. And it was something that uh, happened to me this week. I got into an argument with a good friend, and it really, uh, it really spun me out for a second. And uh, I just noticed some pretty deep, pretty um, abiding, uh, just low vibrational stuff, like seeing my life through this particular lens, and. <laughs> And it just got me to thinking about uh, what that perspective is. And because I think about parts work all the time. I think about trauma all the time. And one of the things that I think about all the time is also my energy and my vibration. What is my vibration? I would say that those types of thoughts of seeing a world from a very pessimistic place are very low vibrational. And so as I walk through my life, I sort of like think about experiencing things uh, that are up the vibrational scale. So when I talk about the vibrational scale, I'm always uh, uh, talking about the Hawkins level of emotional vibrational energy. So near the bottom is like shame, guilt, apathy, grief, fear, and desire. And so <laughs> when I'm feeling very disconnected, which this moment of my life was, it, it like resonates on those types of levels. If I had to like describe the emotional um, vive of whatever I was feeling at the time. It was definitely low, very low and sort of shaking, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> I can just like imagine, like imagining being like touched by God and be like shaking, oh, you know, of like being up, uh, down at the bottom. It's like, it's like shivering death kind of stuff. And then, uh, there's some older parts too, of just seeing the world as just like this kind of like, like, I don't know, cheap bullshit place, you know, it's just like all these deep ways that I, that I can from time to time see the world. But uh, so forever, as I rolled through my life, being identified with my deep emotions, you know, like I would take these things as writ, you know, so whenever I would have <laughs> emotional, deep emotions happen, I guess I would just assume that those are true. If I'm feeling that way, then that's a true statement of life and how the world works. Okay. Mm. But as I start to decouple from that notion, right? So I I have learned that when (laughs) it's strange, 
because I want to trust my emotions and feel them and be with them, but they're not the, they're not the full picture of my reality. Okay. So, uh, Angela introduced me a wonderful woman by the name of, uh, Rika Zimmerman. We, and she, she had a little lecture about one of the ways, some of her perspectives and how she sees life. And mm -hmm. uh, she talked about some of these deep truths and it was called the light codes. I mean, it was pretty, it was definitely something. It's something to, to behold. It was, uh, well, neither of us knew like what the, it was like a webinar thing. Right. And I, I even told Nick, I was like, I don't know what this is, but I just know that I feel like I have to watch this webinar and like it was in my calendar. And mm -hmm. so I decided to invite Nick and so we're watching and she has this beautifully like effervescent bubbly energy. Mm. And so she, when she goes into the light codes, she talks about being surrounded by these different angels and them having like certain truths. But when she starts to go into it, she starts getting very excited and very being like fired up now you're surrounded by truth and love and all this and then she goes and she does this like she'll be like and you're just like totally enveloped by this angelic presence so she kept doing this and it was not only funny but it like i was cracking up but it also yeah. was like i don't know how to explain it but it felt light and kind of like yeah. good First, for and we first ended up really seconds. loving it. Yeah, like we ended up actually seconds, loving it. <laughs> I was kind of cynical, and I was just like, like I wasn't buying it, right? But she just kept doing it, and I was walking on the track, just walking in circles, like pretty zenned out. And then I started to just like, well, maybe this is like a real thing that she's feeling, and her whole vibe. And I kind of like, I could kind of get it. Like mm -hmm. I got on her wavelength a little bit, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is her yeah. expression of ec really ecstasy and joy, and it was. It was wild. Yes, it was wild. She reminded me a little of this one woman um, that's on Mind Valley a lot. If you're familiar, Mind Valley is just like a platform for like um, spiritual education, kind of. It's, they mm -hmm. have different things. But um, whenever, so she like channels. And when she does, she laughs a lot. So she'll be like talking mm. and she'll be like, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's like, and if you don't really understand, like, that vibration or or maybe what it feels like because she says it feels like she's being tickled or it feels like bubbles mm -hmm. i think for a lot of people and i get this too because i've been very cynical at times or just like when you're not in that place you can be like what the literal fuck is this right. clown shit right like you too... just be like right because it's like you are so vibrationally not in that place right. that it just makes you want to eye roll and it's kind of the same thing i go through with clients because when you're studying like universal principles or universal law and when you're you're trying to speak to someone who's in a specific place and for mm -hmm. example if you're giving them like an abraham hicks video to listen to or you're you're quoting something that's in a different vibrational place it's going to be as annoying as fuck to them like mm -hmm. they're just they're not going to get it it's also going to irritate them because they're just not in the place mm -hmm. and um I think it's important to really note that and something I try to remember when that sort of things ha thing happens is to remember to meet them where they're at because, and, and it's the same thing for ourselves, like to meet ourselves where our energy is because that's the only chance we have to kind of yeah. like 
walk ourselves up because you can't necessarily come from down here and just shoot straight up. Like if you think about it, it can almost be like energetic whiplash to try to change states that fast. And if you want evidence of this, just when you find yourself in a really, really shitty mood, having a shitty day, just try to like talk about what you're grateful for. It's going to feel really wrong. You're going to be like, I want nothing. I don't, I, there's nothing I'm grateful for right now. I'm just pissed off, you know, or it's just not going to feel good. And that's because those vibrations are very different. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sorry to go back to what you were saying about no, it's okay. Rika or Rika. I, I don't know how to Rika. say her name. Rika. Uh, Rika. Okay. So here I am. Um, down in a vibrational ditch, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's one that's very familiar to me, right? And in those places, it's definitely, it's hard to see any light. It's hard to not believe that like this perspective is actually the truth. This was the, always the truth I was coming back to. Um, but I, but some deeper part of me knows that that is not the truth. Right. And so one of the things that Rekha Arika outlined was uh, just like six points of the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. And now she talks about source energy. Sometimes I think about like God, the father, you know, I was raised Catholic, you know, or just think about my relationship with God. And I think these are it's sort of interchangeable. And I don't think that changes like the the true trajectory of it. And so those six things are, number one, uh, that you're loved by source or you're loved by God. And so um, I want to set these up like in a jux to the perspective of being very low tells a story and has an interpretation of how life is in that moment. Like it's true that in that moment that that vibration of seeing the world as just shit is true, right, on one level. In contrast to that, these are sort of like deep universal truths that I think can resonate and that they think that they ring true. And the power of truth and saying true statements, like uh, energetically, they're like, they don't even compare. So these are ones that I kind of have been reciting to myself, um, sort of trying to like put a stake in the ground of saying, hey, remember that these things are true, right? So anytime that I get confused about a very down, disconnected, angry, mad perspective, um, that at the same time that there's like the stake in the ground with a truth about who I am and how life actually is. So the first truth is that I am loved by source or I'm loved by God. And I, <laughs> I don't know what to say about that, but that feels like a pretty deep thing that like I have to take on some like assumption, there's other parts of me, it'll be like bullshit, bullshit, you wouldn't ever, I would never be have my life go this way, I wouldn't have to have been through the things that I've been through. But that's sort of like one of the deep mysteries of being alive about how sort of the yin and the yang, the pain and the pleasure play together to create our 3D world, you know, but I think in a greater, in a greater sense that we can be I'm loved by I'm loved by source energy, and I'm beloved by God. So I'll, I'll take that as true. And number two is, uh, that I'm whole and one with source. So source energy is it actually is part of me. And there's like an intertwining there, you know, there's, it's not separate. It's like, it actually is me. 
that gets me thinking about like star stuff and worlds colliding, you know, and about like my, uh, you know, the carbon and the helium and like all the basic elements of how that I was spun off of this planet coming through billions of years of history, you know, uh, that I'm literally made of star stuff. Every single part of me, all of my thoughts, all of my emotions is, is like intertwined into the big story of what God is and what life is and what source is. Um, number three is that I am being served by source in the highest. And so that makes me think, uh, you know, here I am stuck in this like ditch and there is, there is like a grand clockwork or a grand plan to like teach me the lessons that I need to show me the light that needs to be shown into like the dark parts of my heart, like that, that the, that the thing is actually working together in some sort of grand way <laughs> and like pulling me by a string sort of up to like what I think, uh, like my highest possibilities are, you know, like the best ways that I could shine and to share and to connect and to be creative, you know, like there's a, there's a pathway out into that. Number four is that I'm received by source so that like I am in everything that I do, like I'm received by life that like I'm not stood apart from, um, I'm not stood apart from or disconnected with that like I move, I move like in time with how all of life moves, you know, instead of feeling very disconnected and very sort of uh, forgotten that that isn't the truth. Five is the infinity of source energy, about how, how many possibilities there actually are. And I uh, juxt that with the very limited view of seeing the world in this kind of way. And so that like there, there's so many possibilities. It just takes one thought or one day or one moment or one idea to change everything. Like that, and that always exists around you. Like the, the possibilities of potential that exist in our world are really endless. It's um, it's our sort of defenses and our and our traumas and our places where we get stuck low, holding on for dear life that keep us from being more mobile and being more creative. And then number six is I am already source energy, so that you don't have to do anything in this moment right now, right now, like here where you are. So whether there's anything in the future or something like you have to do. It's like it already exists around you all the time. You know, it's like we are, we are in the field. So those are like the truths and I like to state them as truths and just let them resonate. Like, and sometimes some will resonate with me and I'll have other thoughts and stuff. And sometimes they won't. Like, <laughs> You know, yesterday when I was down in my ditch, even sort of reciting that was pretty tough. You know, like, because I'm so far down the energetic scale um, and so glued to the, uh, these emotions that were sort of swirling around, you know, they are very sticky and it was even tough to do that. Today I got a little bit of sort of like respite from it. And uh, yeah, so I just think about, I think about that alignment. I think about the stickiness of deep emotions, right? Deep ways that we see the world and about the function of finding, especially when you're down low, about finding things to be grateful for because they are like pathways 
they're like little seeds, right? If you could just even find like one thing to like be grateful for and to feel the vi that vibration, whatever it is, you know, I think that that can be like, like I said, just seeds. I know, that's my spiel. <laughs> Did we ever talk about like how slippery like the word gratitude can be? Because sometimes like even using some of these tools, like gratitude can be associated with trauma where right. someone's like, you should be grateful for this. And so yeah. sometimes it's like whatever works for you, like maybe yeah. gratitude is triggering. So you just think of something that you like. I really like this or I like my coffee or I like how fluffy my pillow is or mm -hmm. I like this sparkling water, like simple shit, right? right. Like burritos, yeah. <laughs> whatever like topic or thing that is easy and accessible to like in the moment, like just anything that helps make you, that helps make you feel better on some level, right. enjoy like something that can bring you pleasure or some kind of enjoyment or something that can like put a smile on your face, yeah. like so, anything it, it can help today, move you up that energetic ladder. Today walking on the track, like I was struggling. Right? And I thought about the, the cold glass of iced tea that was in my truck. And then when I got back there, mm -hmm. that I was going to take a drink and I savored it. And then like, I forgot about it. But then when I did it, like I remember it, I was like, oh, just like savoring something, you know, savoring. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about that. I'm just like, whatever you got and be like, mm, that's, that's good. I like that. Something that you like. Yeah. 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 And something else Nick already talked about, but when you feel like shit your thoughts will reflect that and it's it's not just an energetic thing it's actually biological too because the state of suffering comes out of constriction so if you think about what happens when we anticipate pain or we're trying to protect protect ourselves we curl in and we harden or we sort of become stiff right so then mm -hmm. we have this like kind of armoring or protective you know thing that happens. And when you think about people, like when a drunk person falls out of a window, they have a better chance of surviving without breaking bones and a better chance of not dying because they actually have very little resistance to the ground that they're about to meet, right? So they're kind of like, I'm drunk, right, whatever. So they're not anticipating it. But for a person that's like very aware and sober and falling, they're actually going to become stiff, which then actually makes the fall so much worse. And it's like anytime you can think of an increased state of suffering, there's going to be constriction, protection, or closing down of some sort. There's something mm -hmm. that's being held in a very tight, closed, contracted pattern, mm -hmm. which is, you know, all, all trauma. They say like the issues are in the tissues. Um, Peter Levine talks about I think, oh no, I'm sorry, Bessel van der Kolk talks about like the body keeps the score and Peter Levine also, like he's the somatic experiencing guy. Mm -hmm. They talk about how trauma remains inside the fascia in these high, tightly held energetic patterns of protection. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just energetic or emotional, it becomes biological then. And then when you consider like how our brain works and how blood, blood flow happens and how vessels constrict and suddenly you move from like your right brain or your prefrontal cortex, and then you end up in different parts of the brain, your biology, your physiology changes. Right. Then you have changes in like your, um, the hormones like epinephrine, norepinephrine, cortisol, like the, the chemicals that you produce are different. 
And so it's not just an emotional state, it becomes a bio, biochemical, biological state. And that affects how you see the world completely. Like when you see something you love, your pupils dilate, they open to take right. in more. Yeah. And if you see something you hate or there's threat, they go, ooh, like if you have yeah. a really bright light, it goes, because it's trying to protect itself, right? And it's like all the same things happen to us. Like we're always taking in energy in so many different ways. And so anywhere the body relates energy or emotion or a certain circumstance or idea to a threat, there's a constriction or tightening mm -hmm. or protection that happens. And so it's normal to note that, um, and this is even covered in like polyvagal theory, which is um, Stephen Porges, Dr. Stephen Porges and Deb Dana is another person that can, she, she has a book too on it. Um, polyvagal theory is also a representation of the energetic ladder um, but based in our nervous system. So the vagus nerve. And when we're at the bottom and we're in dorsal vagal, those thoughts are depressed thoughts. I'm alone. I'm isolated. What's the point? I just want to fucking die, whatever. When we move up into a fight or flight posture, then there's like anger. It's like, fuck this, but I'm angry and I want to fight. I want to punch someone in the face kind of thing. And then we move up again and we're into like connection and relaxation and a place of peace. And so you can actually look at these different energetic ladders, whether it's Dr. David Hawkins scale of human consciousness or Abraham Hicks has their own like emotional scale or um, Dr. Bruce Schneider from IPAC coaching has his seven levels of energy. Like he talks about in energy leadership, one of his books and um, polyvagal theory. And they, they're all energetic ladders mm -hmm. because we as humans, like we climb up, we go up and we go down all day. We're like navigating emotions. So we're, it's a little bit like a roller coaster or we're tasting emotional energy and learning how to like calibrate as like Abraham Hicks would talk about. Like we're learning how to become adept emotional surfers and something I was talking with my brother about earlier was um, like the process of addiction and like how um, I said, if you want to ruin someone's life, give them a taste of something that's good that they think is outside of their control or ability to give themselves and then take it away. And so that be, I think that becomes an issue with addiction or anytime we create something in our lives that comes from a non-reliable energy source. So let's say if we're creating or manifesting something from an unconscious place and we, we have these like beautiful results, but we don't know how we got them, right? And then let's say that gets taken away from us. And so you've experienced like this, like sense of something so great and then it's all gone, but you don't know how you got there. And then because you've experienced these highs, the lows are so much more uh, defined. There's so much, um, the details become more painful mm -hmm. because in a sense you are powerless to recreate something. So when you build something and you lose it, then the pain of not having um, can really throw you for a loop. And I think it's the same thing that can happen with cycles of addiction where 
the drive to escape that kind of pain or suffering is so great that you reach out to something for relief. And in that moment of experiencing that relief or bliss or whatever it is from that chemical, you are achieving or you are tasting a higher vibrational energetic state in your body for a short period of time. And it doesn't last and you're not able to recreate it within you, although you have the capacity to do that without the substance, without the thing, because we all have the capacity to create our own neurochemicals our, and um, neurohormone precursors. So when you rely on something or when it becomes an addiction, you have outsourced your own sense of power to something. And then you just, in order to get to that state, then you must manufacture it by using that substance or relying on someone or something outside of yourself to get there. And in a definition, you become powerless to control your own right reality. And you do not have the skills to energetically surf or control your own vibrational awareness, hmm. which is the shittiest fucking thing in the world. Like talk about ultimate suffering. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that was sort of what came up to me. <laughs> um, sort of non sequitur, but I was thinking about, I was thinking about just like pure vibration, right? So as people walk around and do what they do, like they could almost use no words or maybe you could like you could emote sort of where you are you know vibrationally and that that you mean like through a series of grunts or what yeah okay like a series of grunts okay. i mean like what do you if, mean though I yes, don't, that, that is what i mean because if 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 that or, is a pure reflection <laughs> is a pure reflection of we'll say a high state okay um, right. then maybe or like, laughing or giggling or, or yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So then I, but I think about the kid, what's the opposite then? And the opposite, and I can like, it's just like this, uh, constriction. You talk about constriction. It's like in my body, like I definitely have sore muscles and things of armoring, you know, all the time, like my, my neck and my shoulders and my back is just a lot of it is like really locked up from the amount of armoring mm. that I do, you know, I try to work into it, feel it. But I think about that, like the physiological reflections of just where the energy is, you know? So I think about just like of this, like, uh, you know, and this is where I'm seeing yeah, the world or ow. Yeah. Or, or ow or, Fuck. <laughs> or like the feeling like you just talked about of being out of control. Like I can't get the thing that I need uh, of right. being desperate to feel that. And it's just like, it doesn't, you know, whatever I got to do to get there. If I get stuck between that rock and that hard place, you know, and you mm -hmm. don't have it. Like if, if you believe, right. And if it is true that you don't have, uh, that mechanism to build up your own and have deep faith in your own ability to do that, or just a deep knowing of that. Yeah. Like welcome to fucking hell, you know, all the time, because it's probably nice when you're, you know, leaning into whatever you need to lean into, but, yeah, it's, it's a bad place. But so I was thinking about the vibration and like what comes first, chicken or egg? Is it the vibration that's happening or like the thoughts that you're doing, the perspective that you, and this is where, what I think is like a little bit trippy, right? Because if you can like do work vibrationally, which is like, 
I think about all the things that affect us vibrationally, right? It's like the people that we interact with, our environments, the type of food we eat, the media we have, all our traumas, all these things. But I think about if we start to uh, try to look at everything in, like energetically and how it's like raising me up or putting me down, you know, then I think that like if you could just move a fader and like slide it up and down, it's like all of the thoughts and perspectives change with that where you like land on the vibrational ladder, you know? So it's, I feel like that's like strangely holographic, you know, it's just like when my energy is down, like I see the world in this particular way when it's mids, it's very mid, you know, I don't right. know. Well, think? it's also interesting. Cause like, if you're really down like that and you're vibrating at a certain level, like your, drive maybe to grab like a Twinkie yeah you know and it's just interesting because it's like like law of attraction states that we sort of perpetuate these states because like what is like is drawn to itself right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if you are existing in a state of unawareness then you may expect to draw more unawareness or lack of consciousness to yourself which will highlight that thing sure and but we like, and this too shall pass like that, that's saying that we don't stay necessarily stagnant in those areas. And of course, like we can have certain energetic states that have become habituated due to protective mechanisms or coping strategies or just behaviors or um, even parts that we become completely identified with. And mm -hmm. then those kind of make up our personality because mm -hmm. it's so like familiar and it becomes like you it's like played by rote like you just continue to do it but it's like there's always a way out there's there's always a way to experience something new and it takes consistency and practice to create new habits and behaviors and to break those molds or those tightly held patterns mm -hmm. but the thing is is like none of that is very comfortable like it's gonna feel like shit yeah especially if you have a lot of um lots of trauma like held in your fascia and your body and at first like if you've ever done a detox or even if you've ever sworn off caffeine for, for like few days you know that detoxing can be pretty gnarly or oftentimes things look worse before they get better or you might start to feel so much more emotional than you've ever felt before in your life and you may be inclined to think that being more emotional means that something's wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm feeling so much more depressed. Something must, must be wrong. Mm -hmm. But perhaps it's like nothing is truly wrong in that space. It's really just what must be felt or expressed in that moment. And it's information yeah. that you can use to say, okay, I'm here. What are, what are the lessons? What are the messages here? And how do I, how do I remain open and willing to shift out of these states? Because I don't have to stay here. Right. I mean, powerlessness is a, a emotional and perspective state that I have been in and get into a lot of different times. And it manifests in a lot of, we'll say, not creative, constructive ways, you know, I think, that, you know, like I recognized it a while ago that there's sort of a part of me that feels like Charlie Brownish. It's like, don't even, you know, it's like, don't even try. Like you try, you'll get up there. You'll think you're going to kick the ball, but you know, like don't believe cause that's only going to lead to more pain, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so like a, some deep part of me does 
think and believe that, you know, which I think is like one of the, it's like the bass note in the choir when, uh, you know, when I sort of got in that fight in the, the way that I see the world, you know, and that, uh, I, I was thinking about just a second ago. From that perspective, one of the ways that like uh, it manifests in that great way is that like this this is an unconscious thing, but it's a thing that happens. So it's like there's a powerlessness thing happening all not all the time, but definitely some of the time. And then it, the impetus is like it's okay to like take a break. It's okay to like you know search for breaks. That's all really I should do. It's like. No, it's go ahead. Let's let's have a snack. Let's have this. Let's like set up everything around, just like decoupling from actually being involved in life. You know, so it's like, let's go smoke a cigarette. Let's go like have a pop. Let's like take a let's take a second here. And it's just like, all the time, just like trying to turn away from what's some from what's there. It is a tough place to come from. Powerlessness is a tough place to come from and to build out of. Right. So like trying to leave my heart open to possibilities, you know, trying to once again, like align uh, whatever capacities I have to bring myself to bear, you know, and to like believe in, believe in something more than that perspective, you know, that's, that's tough. <laughs> that's hard. Makes a lot of sense though. Like to me, it's so very human to want to move away from discomfort or to find something that helps us feel a little better. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because eventually it's like what had been medicine becomes poison. Right. And I think truly um, it sort of ends up exacerbating the issue because when we have pain and we keep running from it or try to yeah. move away from it, instead of allowing ourselves to really move through it and feel it, um, it ends up perpetuating those same cycles where we mm -hmm. sort of get caught in like that groundhog's day of hell mm -hmm. because we're turning away from the new experience or the information. And we had talked about this in our fear episode, mm -hmm. but it's like, we're afraid to feel the fucking feelings. Mm -hmm. We're afraid to like confront the uncomfortable. We're afraid to investigate the unknowable truth because there's a fear that it's like, if I start feeling, I'll never stop. If I start feeling, I'll go crazy. Mm -hmm. If I if I feel I'm going to be depressed forever, um, I'm going to be trapped here. I'm going to be stuck in this. I'll be like this person or that person that was depressed. Mm -hmm. I'm going to die. I'm going to, you know, and there's all these fears that come up because of it. So it's like, it reminds me of something that is attributed to, um, Jim Carrey, and he said, the state of depression actually means that a part of you needs deep rest from an aspect of your like personality. Like that part of your personality has become heavy mm. to it. And it's like, re like you're ready for change because mm. you're, you're like wanting a break from that like bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think about those parts, especially down the energetic ladder, those hard perspectives, you know, and those hard perspectives will kind of box you in for sure. And then about how oppressive that can be, especially over a long timeline, like what you said about like Groundhog's Day and the things it's like, yeah, it's like, absolutely. I'm like, I'm fucking 41 years old, you know, it's like, 
I have things that have been around for a long time, you know. So it's it's uh it's uh it, to me there's part of me that, that like feels like high time to do whatever I need to do, right? Like um, right. you know, sort of like shit or get off the pot, you know, like to not be scared, to not be scared, right? Uh, like I don't want to I don't want to go through my entire life just like running away from the things that happened to me way down deep in the past, you know? Uh, so like trying to like open up my willingness, uh, to feel whatever is there, you know, to whatever capacity I can, you know, and I try to do that and, and not perfectly. And that's practice every day. So. I think it can feel like a really tall order, especially if we've spent decades not feeling. Yeah. And then when we start to feel and we start to thaw those emotional glaciers that have been there, then there's so much runoff mm. and mm -hmm. em just emotional thawing that's yeah. going on that it can make it seem like, like, where did this flood come from? Or where did all this right. come from? Or something's wrong, or it looks, you know, again, like it looks worse than it is. And I think sometimes it's important to kind of titrate some of that healing sure. so that you're not doing it all at once. You're just kind of... Yeah like doing it in, in chunks as much as you can, but then also like trying to enjoy life and like right. do your healing, <laughs> yeah. like both, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it, it needs to be, um, I think intentional. Otherwise, if you're just like, I'm going to go deep sleep diving and I'm not going to come up for air, like, right. you know, yeah. that's, that can be a recipe for disaster, Yeah. but you also really need to be incredibly supported and you need to make sure you're like you're in the right place to like do that kind of healing and mm -hmm. so i mean i think a lot of us sort of come at it by accident and like you know sure. there's no like manual for this to be like oh this is how you start and this is what works because there's so many different modalities um but it you know it, it is part of the emotional journey of life just to like figure out like what works for you and to make your mistakes but also know like you're not alone in all the feelings that you have because everyone ends up on that emotional ladder those emotional spectrums yeah. like different points on different subjects on any given day right um and it's so very human um i think sometimes that we can sort of take for granted how much we have in common with others mm -hmm. and it can be easy for us to think like i'm the only one that's suffering Right. And only that, like I'm alone and God isn't aware of shit or there isn't a God or <laughs> whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it makes me want to just uh, encourage people to be curious, you know, and to fight for yourself, you know, and to endeavor in these kinds of ways, you know, to feel the things that you have to do and to do the, the, the hard work, you know, of excavating your own emotional self. I just like, yeah. You know, my heart goes out to the people who, well, really everybody, you know, thinking about how we're all in it, you know, we're all mm -hmm. in this, we're all in this crazy game together and it's hard as fuck. And, uh, you know, yeah, that, uh, I love to see, you know, people's willingness to, you know, feel what's out there because it's significant. <laughs> right. And also it's like, will you're uh like having a willingness to 
feel and validate and acknowledge the feelings without taking them as truth Mm. because they are a certain type of truth. They're truth about a certain meaning that was made about a situation, like something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And it was likely the most powerful decision that could have been made at that time from that perspective. Right. And usually those perspectives are very young and in some ways unevolved mm-hmm. just because they can come from like a two-year-old mind or a six-year-old mind. And in, in that context, it was your consciousness or your being's like best ability to try to make sense of something that was otherwise, otherwise senseless or to try to feel powerful in a situation where you felt otherwise powerless or defenseless in order to feel a bit better and gain some semblance of control. And so oftentimes like these traumas really, um, they carry meanings and limiting beliefs that continue to exist in your subconscious until you're able to actually confront them or, or, or sort of excavate and kind of know what's there because it's almost like having certain programming scripts that you're running again and again without really realizing what's there. And um, it is important that we do our programming updates and expose those limiting beliefs or the meanings that we made from that trauma to capital T universal truth, Mm -hmm. because higher vibrational energy and truth will always invite lower energy levels to rise. Mm -hmm. And really healing isn't about like fixing things necessarily, but it's inviting a change in perspective. So it's actually like, um, uh, like being able to like level up and see from a higher place or even, um, moving out like one dimension. Like if you consider if you lived your entire life in 2d, And then suddenly you had an awakening and you moved into 3D, you know, that could change your entire life and change like the richness and the depth of everything you were seeing. Like, just think of Mm -hmm. how much more you have access to and just know that every time you feel like shit, there is another dimension further, a greater perspective that you can be willing to move into to get a truth from that dimension And I would challenge you to say that if the truth feels like shit, you're not done. Keep going because usually we're in the small perspective here. And in order to get to universal truth, we must move out like several dimensions, um, several perspectives in order to get to something that's an actual universal truth. Because so much of what we take for granted as being truth and feels really shitty is just not a universal truth. Yeah. It is true from its perspective, but just that like, there's so, right. there's so much right. more, there is so much more to you and to life. And there, you, you can develop the ability to get access to it. <laughs> yeah, you can. And it takes practice. And I would say when you're feeling really good, you know, Abraham Hicks says it like milk the shit out of it. Like, right. <laughs> do you can be like, Oh my God, I'm here. Like, I love it. I'm so happy. Yeah. And just like, you know, just like spend a lot of as much time as you can. And like, don't try to like, hold on to it, like with a death grip, but just, just be like, like, yeah, yeah. Just be like, I fucking love it when I'm here. Savor and bask. Cel- right. Savor, like, oh. bask, celebrate. 
you know, yeah, let it just go like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, and then when you're not there and you're another perspective, the sooner that you realize you're in a shitty place, just be like, okay, I'm in this place. Cool. Mm-hmm. This and this, the moment you have the awareness of being there, then you have, you actually have the power, the free will right. to say, I'm willing to see this differently. Like, and then you can ask for help or you can even just like say a prayer or, you know, um, or like look at some of these light codes that um, Rika or Rika, whatever, you know, like, like Nick right. is, has been doing lately. Um, just find something that works for you um, that can remind you that you are more than your limited perspective or that you're more than your pain or you're more mm-hmm. than your suffering and that there are ways, there are ways out and there is guidance and help and love for you. And the only thing I would add to the, like the light codes and like, I'm by not any means like an angel whisperer, whatever, but I would say that like, I think source energy is always trying to give to us, like is always trying to just give and shower us with like Mm -hmm. so much good. And I just think it's human nature to be like, oh, what the fuck? Get that away from me. It's weird, you know? Uh, No. (laughs) Right? So um, when I try to think of it that way, I try to think of like how much good has been like heading my way and and can Mm. I let more of it in, you know? And like, and how, like, how can I let more of that in? And just, just, I think the mere act of being willing to let more in and the willingness to be wrong and the willingness to be like, you know what, my perspective may be a little bit flawed at the moment and I'm willing to see things differently or I'm willing to change my perspective. However, I'm cool with where I am now because it's just where I happen to be right now. Right. Yeah. It makes me think about being I was thinking today about being giving of spirit, right? Like being generous of spirit about how good that feels, you know, and about that's one of the first things to go when I start to, you know, go down the ladder. It's like my spirit generosity like vanishes. And then virtually every interaction is like not great, you know, and it's like, that's just, I don't know. I think about how good it feels to be, uh, to be kind to people and, you know, smile at people and like light people up about how good that feels, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Like, it, it's just funny, like humans, like, um, for some reason I had an image of someone like giving someone like a teddy bear or a gift and the moment they get pissed off, they like snatch it back and they're like, give that to me. Right. It's just something very human about like, you know, um, getting pissed off. And then there's like this miserly, like, like you don't deserve this or you can't have it or, you know, but, well, uh, it's also kind of funny when you <laughs> look at it. It also makes me think about how energy, you know, I was thinking about how energy is always there for us about like, I imagine like some like pouting kid just like mm, fuck and then you're like do you want like I imagine like a Christmas present or something you know how about your Christmas present and he's like huh? you know and about like how all of a sudden it's just like you know dry your eyes and it's just like whoosh, energy is right there you know right, so it's like yeah. where did that energy come from sometimes I feel like right. so, so tired and just like you know, like like the world is just pressing down on me, and I think about that a little bit. It's just like, oh, 
oh, you know, like I imagine like some right. beautiful woman walking over to me like, hey, what's going on? And it's like, hmm? you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because and that's the other thing is like the shifts, like our wounded state or limited perspective or, or just our shitty state of being will say like, you're stuck here forever. And mm. it's just always going to be like shit. But it's like, your energy and perspective can like just change in a second, yeah. like literally, like it's like a second. And so it's like, I think the more we're able to like kind of hold these things loosely, um, the right. better chance we have of, of being able to like go with the flow of life. Yeah. And Allow it to move around. Be so, yeah. Not be so stagnant yeah. and stuck. All right. Vibrational alignment. Episode 16. <laughs> I'm sure there's more to talk about on the topic, but I think we did a good job. Yeah, that was a good riff. All right, anyway, check us out on our socials. Say hi, leave a comment, do the thing. Doobly do. Angela, I appreciate you. And uh, thanks. thanks for hanging out, everybody. And we'll thanks, see you. everyone. On the Shout next out one. to all the fans, our huge fan base. Our huge fan base all over the world. We love you, Sweden. Sweden. Bye. USA. Who else do we have? Sweden. Um, Wayne, Nebraska. US. Is that you? <laughs> that was one of my friends. I'm almost there. <laughs> oh, okay. One of Council your friends. Bluffs. I'm trying. Right. I'm yeah. trying to think. I don't remember where all the locations were, but I think it's funny. It's fun to see. Oh, Australia. Australia was oh, one. Yeah. We had Australia. Canada was another. Oh, damn. Fucking so global. we're we're internationally all. This yeah. is an international podcast. Yeah. I don't know if you knew. <laughs> world renowned uh, by a handful of people almost a dozen <laughs> uh, there's probably more but yeah so we're just starting out um but yeah thanks thank you all for listening and um we're open to your feedback and of course if you want to write a review or um ask for some topics happy to do that as well or any questions you can mm -hmm. leave them on um so emotional podcast our instagram page oh, or yeah. um the platforms yeah cool all right talk to you all later okay bye bye